So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. and welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. My name is Hunter, and I'm so pleased to be with you for one of our most fun interviews yet. I had the opportunity to sit down with Daniel and Tiffany from Abermore Group, and these guys did something awesome, like, ridiculously cool. I feel bad because the title is going to spoil it after, like, this big, elaborate setup, but... Because it's right around the corner, I'm going to let them tell you what they did uh, for a very popular property, a very popular house at HHN Light, and presumably for HHN 30. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and toss it on over to my interview with Daniel and Tiffany. Okay, everybody. So this is one that has been a long time coming, something I've been very excited to talk about. And it's been it's been a process. This is something that I feel like for a quarter of a year now, I've been building up in my personal anticipation and holding down. I haven't told I think I told one person about this episode. And like, that's, that's how secretive because I'm like, this is going to be awesome. I hope it works out. I hope we can get it arranged. And then just things kept avalanching, but I'm finally excited to be here talking to Daniel and Tiffany, um, who did a very special project for HHN light, uh, presumably originally for the HHN 30 season. I, I guess we can kind of get into that in a little bit, but uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and start off. Hi guys. Hi. Hey, like this is a huge deal. I mean, I don't want to spoil the surprise, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to pass it on over to you guys. What did you do that? I think people are going to be so excited for. Well, we got to build the model that was in the attic scene for the Beetlejuice house for Halloween Horror Nights. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. This is this is one of those things like Beetlejuice has Beetlejuice not only has a long history with Halloween Horror Nights, you know, showing up back all the way back to the original Fright Night, um, Halloween Horror Nights going forward. You have the history with Universal itself between Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review and even Beetlejuice versus the Ghostbusters back in New York. Um, there, there's so many different layers. That legacy is there. And for the big 30th anniversary a Beetlejuice house at the, the, I mean, it's no mistaking it for anything else. The world's largest Halloween event. That's absolutely crazy. That's, that's like what people consider Halloween Horror Nights is here are these huge properties that you can only experience at HHN. I can only imagine how excited you had to be. Oh my gosh. We were so, so excited. Um, we're such big fans of Halloween Horror Nights and Beetlejuice. And so for us, it was like a fan's dream come true. We were just so lucky to be a part of it. And we've been noticing that Beetlejuice is exploding everywhere. We've got you've got the Broadway musical, and you've got things popping up all over the place. Beetlejuice is it's just growing in popularity everywhere, and we're just so thrilled that Beetlejuice is becoming so popular. And like, yeah, we understand why it's so popular. <laughs> it's such a great movie, so many great moments, and so many great characters. And of course, it's coming back. It's and that's what really drove us to be so excited about this project. Like, yeah, of course, everybody else is finally getting to see how wonderful this movie is. Finally. Yeah. It, it's such an interesting conversation because I feel like Beetlejuice, you know, HHN has the history of doing these huge properties. I mean, uh, I, think since 23 give or take that's when they really started licensing the big huge properties that uh people recognize which is funny because if you go back to really old school hhn like the director and all night die-in you had all these iconic properties that were i don't want to say bootleg versions but they were definitely unauthorized <laughs> which i think is great but you know you had an american world in london halloween the exorcist shining ghostbusters from hhn 29 and then going into uh 30 
there were a lot of rumblings that Beetlejuice was something that was coming. I actually even remember because like, this is one of those properties that you hear about pretty early. Like I know everything's supposed to be hush hush, but little things start to seep out. And I remember hearing Beetlejuice is coming to 30 in November of 2019, just like super, super early. Like the ink is dry. We're ready to go. And we both know, we, we all know I like how far in advance, you know, the ink is signed on, on these deals for something like that. But you're totally right. Beetlejuice is this huge pop culture entity that never quite went away. But I really think the Broadway musical has brought it back tenfold from, from kind of where it was. Um, it's it's just incredible. And I think even without that, people would be so stoked on this house. So just as as far as you all as with your HHN history, how did you start with HHN? Like, is that something that you've been attending for how many years now? What was the thing that pulled you into it? Give me a little bit of that history. Yeah. So um, I think out of the two of us, I was the one who started with Halloween Horror Nights. Um, I was actually a character from 2012 to 2015, I think. Okay. Um, I was a backup, so I got to do so many things. It was it was the best thing to be because you could just you show up and they put you in a house, yep. so or they put you on the streets, and it was great. Um, so I got to do a lot of really cool things as a character. Um, I I got to be a puppeteer for American Werewolf in London, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, yeah. so that was really cool. Um, got to do giggles and gore. That was a really fun one. Um, just all kinds of things. And then, um, Daniel and I met when, uh, we were working in theme parks and he had never been to Halloween Horror Nights. And I was like, well, you have to go. And I think <laughs> I, we spent like the majority of our time together. I was just explaining the whole history of Halloween <laughs> Horror Nights and everything sure. about it. Um, quickly became an expert, but we've, we both always loved Halloween and, um, building things and the design. So I think that's what really, and I'm, I'm speaking for you, but I think that's what really got you into it was um, just the design and the detail that goes into all of the houses and the streets and the storylines and the fact that it changes every single year is just so impressive um, that I, I think I've made you a fan too. <laughs> yeah. The houses are just so beautiful and so well thought out. And it it's like no other, no other, haunt anywhere i've been to a lot of places especially in the northeast and out west and there's some really good ones but nothing beats what i've seen here it's just so beautiful so so glad to be a part of it yeah totally and now you have your mark and what's i mean over the two days that beetlejuice ran just absolute pandemonium um and I personally feel like, you know, nothing is set in stone. We we don't know anything or, or anything like that, but they'd be crazy not for the house to return. I feel like that it's it's fair to assume that a lot more people are going to get a chance to see it, hopefully soon. Um, but, you know, Beetlejuice is just something that, like I said, has never gone away. Its popularity has only grown. And outside of the theme park history, just... It's something that means so much to people. Um, so it's safe to say with your particular roles, were you extremely familiar with the source material prior to building the model? Or was it something where you were kind of like, oh, I like this, but now I've really got to grind into it and love it? Well, it's actually kind of a funny story how we even got to build the model in the first place. Um, a few years ago, Daniel and I had been talking a lot about starting a nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. um, and it did actually just get started in 2020. Um, it's a registered 501c3 called Abermore. And the goal is to create job opportunities for people with disabilities. Awesome. And I know that sounds like that has nothing to do with Beetlejuice, but I swear it all comes back. We're getting there. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> um, so we had decided that in order to kind of kick off this nonprofit, we wanted to have a really big fundraiser. Um, so when we just got married last year, uh, we decided that we'd have a really small wedding and just put our budget towards this giant fundraiser. And um, it just so happens that October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. Awesome. So we decided, yeah, so we decided, hey, you know what we love that happens to be in October? Uh, we love Halloween. So why don't we make our fundraiser a big Halloween pop-up event? 
Um, and we had actually just gone to New York and saw Beetlejuice on Broadway. And we said, oh, my gosh, we love Beetlejuice. Why don't we make Beetlejuice the theme of our fundraiser? That'll be so great. Um, and this, of course, was all before COVID and um, before the world shut down. So yeah. we started building things right away. And the first thing we decided to build for our fundraiser was Adam's model because we felt like it was so iconic. So uh, we were watching the movie over and over and over again to get every single detail right. And um, we built this model. We uh, started taking professional photos of it, put up a website, and started chatting with some of our friends. And it just so happened that one of our friends was working for Universal at the time and working for art and design. And uh, one day he just texted us and said, hey, can you send me some pictures of that model you were building? And we are like, didn't think anything of it, so excited. So we're like, yeah, sure, here you go, great, okay. And turns out that they were in need of someone to build this model. And uh, they wanted someone who could do it quick, who knew it already. And uh, we were the only people within 50 miles that knew knew the movie as well as we did. So they're like, yeah, sure. You have experience in doing the, the exact same thing that we need. So you're it if you want to do it. Yeah. If we're yeah. basically watching the movie and pausing it at every single moment they showed the model and every single moment we absolutely could like oh there's a good shot of the schoolhouse oh there's a good picture of this house oh there's this house i've never seen that tree before all right note it down all right um so yeah. we know the movie really really well and we always knew it well before we are always huge fans of this movie so it it just made sense like everything just kind of fit together and it made sense yeah so we we got to build a model. Uh, lucky for us, it was actually during quarantine, so um, it, we had plenty of time to do it. But the funny thing was that everyone kept asking us, like, hey, what are you doing? What's going on during quarantine? And we couldn't say anything, so we were just like, <laughs> uh, nothing. Just hanging out. Working on the nonprofit, and, and, uh, which was true, but we were also working on this model. Just watching movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Uh, yeah, so we we were super lucky that we even got to do it and, and lucky that the first thing that we decided to build for our fundraiser was the model. And um, so. With that, it, it's actually uh, one of the things that kind of spurred the, the model thing is that uh, I felt like we had to get out our, our advertising for the nonprofit mm -hmm. before Universal put out their advertisement. I didn't want to feel like we were just waiting for Universal to spring whatever they, what, whatever the plans were and follow on their coattails. We wanted to say, this is something that we worked really hard on and we know Beetlejuice, we know this is going to be popular, we want to get it out there. So I said, what is the one thing that's going to wrap people up and say, oh, I know exactly what that is, I'm excited about that, get that anticipation built. So we worked really hard to, to get that model out as, as soon as we could to, to beat Universal in their announcement but and then, and then covid happened yeah and then of course yeah. our fundraiser yeah. got moved to this year right. and you know halloween horror nights of course had to do their light version but we were just so excited that the beetlejuice house got to open because when they announced that the event was canceled we were like oh no no one's ever gonna know what we did because we couldn't tell anyone so yeah. it was just like oh okay well that's it it was a fun story but um, yeah, we just, we are such big fans of Beetlejuice and especially now I, f I feel like I, I hate to ever call myself an expert on anything, sure. but we sure. have watched that movie quite a bit and, uh, know that model in and out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, th yeah. There's like so many different levels of the, uh, th there's so many different levels about why this thing is so cool on just like a very surface level, you know, like the year before I'm a big ghostbusters guy, like through and through and going through and just being like, Holy crap. They built like these totally 100% accurate proton packs just to hang on a wall in a dark corner of this maze in the firehouse. That's crazy. That is awesome. But especially when you're talking about Beetlejuice, you're talking about Tim Burton. And I guess even more specifically to this, I mean, you all are the people I'm going to ask, but like, I believe the production designer was Bo Welch, who did a lot of these early Tim Burton uh, features. I, I think he did Beetlejuice, he did Batman Returns, um, and, and a couple of others. But 
something that's so important to Tim Burton is the the iconography and the aesthetic and the way that all those pieces come together, which not only made the house extremely cool, because I guess the closest thing that we had to a visual representation outside of the movies was the uh, museum exhibit that has toured to a couple different locations. I think I think it was in Las Vegas last, um, if that's correct. Um, And then you had the Broadway musical, which brought specifically Beetlejuice on the scale. But the fact that people, your your uh, day-to-day, or I guess (laughs) night-to-night, park goers for HHN are getting to walk into the world of Tim Burton, that's something that's one of a kind. Like, that hasn't really happened yet outside of the museum, which is great, but it's, it's also a museum. It's not an interactive experience like that. So just with Tim Burton, obviously he's one of the most beloved directors by a diehard audience. So I can only imagine the amount of pressure that you had on getting this right, to be perfectly honest. Do you have any comments on that? (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's funny. It's funny you say that. Um, Well, just to comment specifically on Tim Burton and his style, the, the, the thing that really made me drive to drink a little bit was recreating <laughs> the, uh, the Maitland house itself in the model yeah. because that thing, it, it just, none of it makes sense. They've got sections and weird angles that just, they're not supposed to connect together at all, but somehow they come together in this big, incredible house. And that, that house itself is so iconic. People mm-hmm. see that house and know immediately what that is from. And so that had to be, so accurate and um that house actually doesn't exist they built that uh that shell of a house uh when they made the film so it's not like i can go back on google maps or something and figure out the scale (laughs) dimensions of that house like i did all of the other houses there's no way for me to know there's no blueprints that that i have access to um so uh i actually had to take production photos that they had um there's actually uh the town that it was filmed in in East Corinth, Vermont, uh, there's a library. And if you go on the library website, they have old production photos when they were out in the town filming. And uh, it's fun to see Gina Davis out there with, you know, the locals taking pictures with Polaroids and stuff. It's, it's great. <laughs> but you can actually see them building, uh, building this house and uh, the construction guys out on the porch. And, you know, you can see them actually doing it. So I actually had to take that that production uh, the production photo and look at the man standing on the porch who i had to assume was an average guy height of maybe six foot and see how his head lines up with the window and say okay that's six feet mid mid torsos maybe three feet below that's the bottom of the window so then i had the measurements of that one window and i had to take that measurement and compare it to the rest of the house. So I knew that everything was exactly proportionate. Otherwise, everything would be thrown off and it would look ridiculous. <laughs> and people would see that that looks wrong. I don't know what's wrong, yeah. but that, that is going to be wrong. So I had to make sure it was to the to the inch, exactly to those uh, production photos. And we thought a lot about, you know, the fact is that in Halloween Horror Nights, when you're walking through a house, it's somewhat dark. You're going to see it for like two seconds, maybe, um, what's going to catch your eye. But we know that the people that are going to see this house are the big fans of Beetlejuice, Mm -hmm. just like we are. So we didn't want to miss any details. You know, they, they have done tours of houses before. We've definitely taken them. And we just wanted to make sure that it was right. It's like Daniel said, you may not notice every single detail, but you'll definitely notice if something is off. And we just didn't want that to be the case. This was like our one shot to work with Halloween Horror Nights. We're not going to mess it up, right? And and Tiffany was my saving grace uh, so many times because I was stressing out whether or not I was going to be able to put a brick path that led to the library that you can only see if you turn your head a certain way. She's like, Nobody's going to see yeah. that. You, you, unless you're standing in the model, you're not going to see that. It's, it's okay. Like, we, we really focused on the iconic parts. 
Um, but if you were if you were able to go up close to it and take a second to look at everything, you would see that there's a lot of detail. Um, but yeah, sometimes I had to talk him off the ledge. It's I, like it's okay, it's okay to not have the brick path. That's okay. I had to let a lot go. It was tough, but I had to let a lot go. <laughs> it's a I, I, oh, go on ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I am. I'm a purist in that it has to be 100% accurate. And if it's not accurate, I'm going to see that it's wrong and it's going to bug me. And that's what's going to keep me up at night. And you know, and that's what everybody's going to see. In reality, no one's even, no one's going to even notice. No one's going to care, but I care. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I totally get it. You know, there, there's a lot of pride in the work. And I just think that that is not only totally justified, like you killed it. Uh, totally. It's incredible. I was very fortunate to um, just due to COVID precautions going through the house, um, you know, they were kind of stopping room by room to allow adequate spacing between parties. And I got a chance to stop right in front of the model. And this is when I had already gotten kind of up close and personal uh, with it. But I, I believe we had already started to kind of talk a little bit by this point because it was the end of October-ish. Um, and I was just like, okay, well, let me get a real good look at this thing. And it's, oh my goodness, <laughs> it's, uh, it's great. So let me ask, do you know, is this... 100% to scale? Is it a reduced capacity for the section that it needs to be in? It, uh, as far as I know, it's slightly smaller. Okay. Not much smaller than the actual movie because the, when the actual movie, um, it takes up their entire attic almost. Yeah. This is a uh, six foot by nine foot. So it is quite large, but as far as I can tell, it is still slightly smaller. It pretty yeah, and it takes up the entire left side of that room of the show scene. And it's it's so funny because the model, like I said, that's just classic iconography for a lot of reasons. Um, whether that's the just going into the attic, whether that's the up-close shots, the introduction of the Beetlejuice character. But even in the attic scene itself... I, Okay, if you're you're avoiding Beetlejuice house spoilers, like give me give me thirty seconds here. But you go into that room, and to true HHN spirit, you feel like you're in an actual attic. It's all wood. You're actually on a wooden floor. Um, you're surrounded by the beams. As soon as you walk in directly to your right, that is where they did Barbara in the in the ghost costume. She's the scare actor on the right. At the very end, you have Adam in his ghost costume doing Boo. Um, he's actually an animatronic figure rising up. And then in front of Adam, you have the infamous cowboy Beetlejuice commercial playing on the TV right there. So you have all these elements together. And I heard so much praise from this room. There's so many elements like the model by itself is great, but everything comes together where the model almost serves as like this great little distraction. So Barbara can scare you on the right. And I just think that's awesome. Yeah. They put so much detail in that there's there's like rolled up rugs and there's bookcases and there's so many details in there that no guest will ever see. But it's it is really incredible. They do a, a fantastic job with that room. You really do feel fully immersed in that attic and they nailed every single every single detail. Mm -hmm. It's everything that you want that attic to be. So on the actual model itself, you, you're talking about these very tiny details, these very minute things like the brick road to the library. Is that the smallest detail? Don't talk about it. I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that the smallest detail that you were the most concerned about or is there one that's like completely hidden in there that just only you guys know, and nobody else is going to be aware of it that's walking through, but you know it's there. There's a couple really good details in there. Um, one that I think is kind of fun, it's it's kind of our little Easter egg that we decided to put in. Um, in the model, we had a certain number of houses, and there's one in the corner that was kind of nondescript. You couldn't really see. Um, in our model, it is actually a model of our house. Oh. So... Uh, we are in the model. It's like the inception of models. You can like, we're in the model, building a model. Um, and uh, we just thought that would be fun. You can only see it if you were like on the opposite side of the model. So no one who's walking through the house would even be able to notice it. But but our, in, in the model, the garage door is actually open. And we took a picture of us actually building the model in our garage from the driveway. So 
we put that picture of us building the model in, in the, the model. in the model in the garage. Oh, that's so awesome! You, you look in the open garage, you'll see us building it there. And there's a there is a light in the house to to help illuminate that, but it's still kind of hard to see. You'd have to like get a flashlight to really get up in there and see us, but. That is us. We know it's there. That house does not exist in Winter River or in <laughs> Great Vermont. That no, is only Kissimmee, ours. Florida. That is your that is your signature on some that's like it. you are ever. I mean, this is like like you said. It you're you're getting into like Inception territory here because not only is it your home, but you're actually in it, and that is just that is. Uh, hopefully, you've got got you know future work with HHN to look forward to after all this. But just the fact that you have this uh, this this legacy now, where not only is the model there that we built, but we ourselves are in it. That's incredibly cool. That's that's really neat. Thank you. And no one knows about this. Not even anyone at Universal. So no, this is an exclusive. It's just a little <laughs> hidden thing in there. Um, but yeah, I, I think. We worked really hard to create a lot of little details. Um, I think the bridge is another really iconic part of the movie. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to put all the details. So it's it's actually made with pieces of wood. Just It's built just like the actual bridge. And then um, there's a hole in the side of it where the Maitland's car had gone through. And there's pieces of wood in the river from the bridge. So there, there's lots of little details like that. I don't know what some of your favorites are. Yeah, I, I think the bridge is actually one of my favorites. I took the production photos, and um, I, I, as she said, I built it out of wood, and I stained it, and I painted it just as if they, just like they did in the actual production. Um, so, and in the in the in the movie, um, Adam Maitland has his model with the with the bridge. And there's a brief, brief moment where you can see the bridge and it has a hole in it as well. So we wanted to make sure that that also had a hole. But um, yeah, have, putting the little pieces of wood and if you took those pieces of wood and put it back up into that hole, it would close up the bridge. So that was the actual pieces that were, were broken off. And you know, the little house that has, there's a little house that's right next to the bridge and it has a little clothesline on it and has little clothes on the actual line and things like that. And also, there's a, a sign right in the very beginning. Uh, there's a sign that's uh, that kind of like welcome to Winter River, and on the other other side of the sign, it says "Come back and see us soon" or something like that. And uh, in the movie, you just see the one side of the sign, and it just says "Come back, see us soon." And never in the movie do you ever see the other side of that sign. It's and even as a guest walking past, uh, walking past the model you would never see the other side of that sign. But in the production photos that I found, it shows the other side of the sign. And sure enough, I said, well, if it's there in real life, I'm sure <laughs> as heck going to put it on the other side. So it, that sign is accurate on both sides, but no one will ever see that sign. <laughs> that is that is crazy. And I think that's part of the fun of, of model making, right? Is just like not only the extreme attention to detail, but just like it, it needs to be a perfect representation of what we're trying to do. And, and that's awesome. I do got to ask, did you ever consider taking the artistic liberty to add a little tiny dog near the bridge? <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually did think about that. The dog is all over town. And uh, unfortunately there's just uh, one, the dog would be so tiny. Yeah. You barely see it. Um, but also there are no people in the model at all. Got it. And uh, no animals of any kind. So uh, to be consistent, we thought it's best just to leave the dog wherever he's, wherever the dog is. He's safe at home. <laughs> Maybe he's inside the bridge. You can't see him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to say, that was my one disappointment with the maze. I'm like, come on, I need to see the little dog murderer. Yeah. Agreed. If, if it weren't for the dog, we wouldn't have this movie. Yeah, so. that's exactly right. <laughs> so how... How many times did you get to see that? I'm ass well, I'm assuming you got to see it at full operation, right? Um, I did. Actually, Daniel did not get to see it because it was only that one weekend yeah. and uh, he was working. So um, I, I went over and, and got to see it on my day off. And um, that was really exciting. I actually stood outside the house for a little bit just hearing what people said because we were just we were just so thrilled to be a part of it that I wanted to hear how everyone thought the house was. So yeah. I just kind of awkwardly, creepily stood there and was like <laughs> listening to people talk about it. Um, but we got to see the house um, as it was being built when we installed the model. Um, it was it was almost done at that point, and that was 
what, May of 2020. So it was, yeah. it was pretty early in the year. Um, but we got to walk through and see everything. And it was really cool because everyone was kind of like painting and putting things up. So it was nice to see the house in process of, of opening. One of the really cool moments for me and just heart-fulfilling moment was uh, all of these people that were coming from all over within the house. And some of the other houses, they were coming over and like, hey, I, wanna, I heard the model was here. The model's here. The model's here. Come see the model. These people bought and built the model. So people were literally coming out of the woodwork to come see the model. And like, wow, this is so cool. This is so great. Like these wonderful, incredible artists were yeah. admiring what we did. And it's like, that's that's why we're doing this. That's why we just love this so much is to get that admiration from people that we ourselves admire. Oh, yeah. It was it was wonderful. That's awesome. And you know, I just can't help but think about as you're talking about hanging outside the the parade building and listening to people's reactions, like, I guess it just I, I, I've been aware, but it really just struck me that only a couple months before, um, starting in May, you know, um, November 1st is when the previous house graveyard games, you know, had its last run. And talk about like, two completely different things as far as what's going to that location and um, just completely blows my mind. Like you said, just some really top tier talent and uh, the fact that you all are right along the side there for this awesome fan project model. That's, that's really awesome. It genuinely is. That's so cool. Thank you. It, it makes us love Halloween Horror Nights even more because you know that everyone who works on it is just as passionate as the fans are. I, they're just as excited to be there. And they were so excited to have fans working on the model because they knew that we were going to put the passion into it and we were going to make it right because we were so excited. And I think that's what makes Halloween Horror Night such a great event is that everyone who works on it, whether you're a character, whether you're um, art and design, everyone has that same passion and they're all just so excited to be there. Um, so it's really cool. And, and they basically get to celebrate Halloween all year round. So yeah. what's cooler than that? <laughs> There's nothing cooler than that. <laughs> I've tried to replicate that feeling in my, uh, my personal dwellings, you know, year round at this point, just because it's the best feelings, but okay. Well, you know what? I've actually got, I've got a, I've got a, fun question for you real quick so the house did feature several different versions of beetlejuice but even even daniel i'm, I'm so sorry you missed the house hopefully hopefully it's coming for you soon but what is your favorite version of the beetlejuice character personally i love tour guide beetlejuice i think he's great i love that outfit but i want to hear from you all that's actually what i was gonna i was gonna oh say. no i'm so sorry no, it's fine. I'm glad we agree. I think he's just so awesome. And that one scene in the house, like, right with the graveyard and everything, it's just Beetlejuice everywhere. Like, yeah. you turn one way, it's poor guy. You turn the other way, it's the, the spikes right before um, <laughs> the Dante's Inferno. Room. So, like, yeah. everything. But what's, what's your favorite? Well, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But, I mean, <laughs> you know the different versions of Beetlejuice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, honestly, the thing that... Uh, the one Beetlejuice that people seem to be coming out of the house really excited about is right out of the gate. Um, he's 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 at, he is the facade yeah. of this uh, of this house and heckling people and really interacting people. They're like, that's not that's not a animatronic. That's a real person. That's an actor. That, they're really talking to me, and it really engages people. It gets people excited. It gets people in the moment. It gets them in that mind frame of what they're about to experience. Yeah. And I think that's, that was a, a really great move. We did find out um, what they were supposed to do there and we're sad about that, but we're really excited that they went this route. And um, I, I think it's a great addition. Yeah. I think it makes sense. People want to see Beetlejuice. Yeah. Like when they go to the house, they want to see him. That That's yeah. <laughs> so what better way to start off the house than Beetlejuice. Right. I, it just makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense that he's everywhere. That's mm -hmm. what you want. Exactly. Totally, totally. There is no shortage of Beetlejuice in this house. And I, I think you bring up such a great point. That facade is, in concept, you know, coming all together, you're like, okay, that's pretty simple, but that makes sense. And the fact that a lot of those actors are 
people that are very familiar with the Beetlejuice character, um, not only at HHN, but but year round. Um, I, I think that said a lot. And the improv, uh, you know, I was talking about my uh, my good friend who has the Beetlejuice uh, portrait on her arm. She walks through. He said, oh, you got me on you. And then she's like, yeah, he's like, I got one of you, too. And he. Uh, pointed at his groin area and like those are <laughs> those are the interactions that uh, you're only going to get in a Beetlejuice house because he's just yeah. playful and iconic enough where they can get really really raunchy with it to be perfectly honest and I, I think that's a lot like uh, the Ghostbusters house is that it's not a scary movie and it's not a scary house. It's a, it's a place where you can have fun. It's, it's joking. It's laughing. You know, there's a couple jump scares that get you, but it's all in good fun. And I think that's what also appeals to a, a much wider audience. And so many people say, Oh, I don't want to go to HHN because it's scary. It's, it's terrible. But Ghostbusters brought in so many people yeah. that wouldn't normally come to that event. And we're hoping that Beetlejuice is the same is that, they they recognize these characters and recognize that it's a lot more fun than scary so yeah yeah yeah. and just adding in personally here you know like i said ghostbusters is ghostbusters is my jam um i am so into that but i would say beetlejuice contributes itself even more so to a house or a maze format just because there is a lot more to play with um even if ghostbusters has these incredible iconic settings and and triggers they can use and everything beetlejuice there's so much more room to play with uh we were talking about just kind of the tim burden iconography and like aesthetic and that room that you go through which features that famous like black and white spiral and like the diamonds and everything like that that is that is what directly what I'm talking about when I'm mentioning bringing in that Tim Burton world into something like this that people get to walk through. And those poor pr- production people who have to build things <laughs> that are every angle possible. Why can't you just build a square, Tim Burton? Come on, <laughs> give me a square. Yeah, Nothing totally. is square. Everything is curves and weird angles, and but they nail it. Every single aspect of that movie, uh, that movie is represented, and that, that sure goes for Bur- Burton's style. They, they captured Burton style 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Completely. So you probably, well, you might have anticipated this question. If not, I'm going to drop it on you, and I hope you're ready. Um, my question is, now that you've built arguably one of the most iconic pieces uh, <laughs> in just kind of horror movie, even family Halloween movie history, uh, I don't think that's exaggeration. What would you want to build next for HHN, another project? I guess we can split it up. If you want to answer for HHN and something else, that's great. But what do you really want to do? Well, I'll say the kind of cool thing um, for our nonprofit, we're still planning on on a Beetlejuice fundraiser. And so we have still been building. Uh, we Our garage is filled with Beetlejuice things. We um, recently finished up the sign that lights up and everything. It's really cool. Nice. Um, and we still have the original model that we built. And we're working on the tombstone. And um, so that's kind of cool. Like, we, we get to build all the things we, we want to build, which is kind of nice. Um, but I don't – I mean, I think – for me, I, I would love to build something for um, something for one of the, the icon houses. Like I, I just love all the storylines that are original to Halloween Horror Night. So I think yeah. it'd be really cool to get to build something um, for that. As much as I love the IPs, obviously, I, I think something original would, would kind of give you a little bit more freedom to, I don't know, be creative. Yeah. Some of those original IP, uh, some of those original houses like Dead Waters was absolutely yeah. stunning, just incredibly beautiful. And just to be a part of that in some way, just those those original ideas and that facade of Dead Waters was just out, just outstanding. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it doesn't matter for me. It doesn't matter what it is that we're building. It's the challenge of actually building something and say, hey, we're going to build this giant riverboat in the middle of a soundstage okay sure let's do it why not (laughs) that's what's exciting for me it's just that challenge and being a part of a bigger team and putting together something that really wows an audience that's what that's what uh 
gets to my heart more than anything. Um, I absolutely love that. I think that's great. And I honestly can't think of a better place to to wrap up my questions on. Was there anything that the, the floor is totally open to you all? If there's anything you want to talk about, plug any other details you wanted to toss out, the floor is completely yours. Um, one thing that uh, I found actually pretty challenging was all of the research and development um, when I was creating the, the first model. Uh, the, the miniature model. Uh, the model that I first created was about three foot by four foot. So it's significantly smaller than the six by nine that Universal asked us to build. And um, <clears throat> when I was doing the research for that first model, um, I found out that there were actually several different models that were part of the filming of the movie. Uh, they have the actual one in the attic but then there's another model uh, that they that they use during the uh, during the opening credits. They show the town. And they kind of do a, a sweeping shot over the town, and then they follow this one road. It's the main road uh, in East uh, Corinth, Vermont, and then it transitions to this windy road amidst these trees and stuff. That is actually a different model, and the the model. Uh, that model is actually a much larger scale than the trees were like 16, 20 inches tall. Like it's significantly bigger so that the camera could wind through that. And then it transitions to the actual uh, attic model. And uh, I, I didn't realize that there were so many different models and so many different uh, aspects of this uh, until I really dove deep into it. And um, the, the storyline with Beetlejuice... Uh, is a little different than what the actual town represents. So in the, in the movie, uh, the Maitlands leave their house, they go across the bridge, and they go into the Maitland hardware, he grabs his stuff, and he goes back across the bridge, and that's where the accident happens. Well, I did, did my research with East Corinth, Vermont, and that bridge doesn't lead to where their house is. Actually, the bridge is in the opposite direction. So it, it, everything was in contradiction of each other. I'm like, I don't know what to build. Do I build East Current Vermont? Do I build uh, Winter River? Do I build what's accurate to the model? Do I build a hybrid of both? I, I don't know what to build. Um, so I ended up doing um, a hybrid of everything together. So it's my interpretation of what Winter River is. Uh, so there's a little bit of... Uh, artistic license with it and uh so in the in the actual in the actual town there's not an actual road that goes up to where their house is um so i had to create a road up on top of uh top of the ridge of the model that leads from the house to to the bridge to the maitland's hardware um just so that people are like wait that doesn't make any sense that that's in the opposite direction um, but also uh, the actual uh, East Corinth, Vermont, has these gorgeous forests and uh, fields of grain and all of these farms and, uh, and all of these things. And none of that is actually represented in the Adam Maitland's model. So I felt like if I, if I recreated Adam Maitland's model, with no trees and no farms or anything like that, it would look very, very sparse. And kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, in that uh, people don't necessarily know what's wrong, but if it doesn't look right, they know that it's not right. So I would, I felt like if there are no trees or farms, people would say, "Well, where's the rest of the model? Where <laughs> this is sparse? This is just bulbs, grass, hills. This this looks stupid." <laughs> So I actually had to add in a lot more trees and a lot more farms and a lot more things to it just so that it connects with what people would imagine that model to actually look like or, or match what their memory of the, of the model is in the movie. So it's actually, actually the model that we created is a lot more like model train looking actual uh mountains and hills and trees and forest and stuff like that and uh poor tiffany had to help me create over <laughs> 300 trees those are all oh my hand goodness created yeah. and hand 
put in into the model itself. So. I, I know so much about trees. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I <laughs> I feel like, you know, we say all that. And, and again, you might never notice that when you're walking by the model for two seconds and getting scared by Barbara. Um, but I, I think it's really cool because we had so much fun. I, like, yes, I, I joke that the trees were a lot. But honestly, we had so much fun doing it. And we were just so lucky, like the timing and just that we happen to be doing Beetlejuice. And we happen to build a model already. It was all such luck. And I, I think it's taught us that, you know, if, if you really love something, if you really love Halloween, if you really love Halloween Horror Nights, um, just follow the things you love. Like, go after what you're passionate about because that's what we did. And we ended up having the best time and one of the best experiences that we'll talk about forever. I mean, I you probably would get tired of us talking. We could talk about it for hours. We were just so excited. Um, so we, we just, we feel really, really lucky that we got to do this and, uh, we hope that other people get chances to do something like this. If, if you love Halloween, just go for it, celebrate it all the time and build what you want to do and, and learn just like we did. When, uh, they asked us to do it, I got the phone call from, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when I got the phone call from, um, from the creative director who was, uh, helping us get this job. Um, he's like, all right, just, just take some time to think about it. You know, I don't know if, you know, if you've got the time to do it, I don't know if you're working, if you're not, you know, just, you know, get back to us, you know, give us some time, you know? And, uh, I hung up with him and, um, immediately I was like, we just, we just got offered to do the model for Halloween Horror Nights in Universal. You call him back right now and you tell him, yes, we will find the time. We will make it happen. Why would we not do that? Of course, yes. So it, it was just, it really was a dream come true and so lucky that it happened. And I, Who knows? You know, it may never happen again. And if that's true, then so be it. We, we can die happy, but uh, we look forward to the next project and hopefully we can be a part of it Some some future project down the road. Totally. I've just, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to shoot straight here. You've completely blown my mind and it's all I've been thinking about ever since you wrapped up. You're, you're both way too humble about this. We've built the idealized version of, you know, (laughs) the human memory is, is very flawed, right? It's not about, it's not about what was actually there. It's about what our mind percepts as being there and what is right. Uh, the mind eye is the most important thing on these things. And the fact that, um, personally, I never knew that this was this hybrid version that you, you all had to put together. I was just, Oh yeah, that's the Beetlejuice model. It's perfect. It looks great. The fact that not only are you building, you know, essentially a one-to-one recreation, but you're like, okay, well, people are going to remember this and want this element and put this together. That's just completely crazy. It's crazy. Like that is awesome. And um, seriously, like that—that's really such a talent. Uh, because never once did anybody say, well, you know, actually, I, I'm sure at the regular, there's always that one guy, right? But like nobody said that at H. No one was like, yeah, it's it's off actually. But we were just like. No, 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 no. That's the model, and it's perfect. Like, pat yourselves on the back. That's ridiculous. Oh, thank, oh, thank you. you. That's thank very you. sweet. That's what we were hoping for. So, yeah. good. Check. Well, like you said, I know that there is going to be that one person who's like, well, actually, <laughs> adjust his glasses. Um, but, um, you know, that is why I put so much work in the research at the beginning. Like, there, there are actually some houses on that model that – I took the, I uh, went on Google map and I took their actual house and put it on the face of these, of these houses. So they, they are the actual houses on the street and measured exactly. So they are to scale every house along that, along that street and the same color, the paint colors, everything window placement is exactly the same. So it, it, like you said, it, it's a, uh, it's uh, it's important that uh, all of the details there because there are some people that will notice those and uh, artistic license you know it has to be taken sometimes but when it when it's important to make sure that it's right we, we took every effort to make sure that it was right wow just crazy i love it that's that's <laughs> awesome well yeah i really can't thank you both enough for taking the time to join me this evening and talking about building 
like I said, one of the most famous like props, not only in the genre of movie, but just from one of the most iconic directors for a lot of people. That's just absolutely crazy. And uh, once again, pat yourselves on the back. It's it's perfect. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, like I said, we we're just so excited. We'll we'll talk about it all the time. So we're so happy that we got to be on your show and, and got to talk about this really cool project we were a part of. Absolutely. I do want to go ahead. Um, definitely tell us about the websites that you currently have that more people can can learn about your projects. Absolutely. So um, I mentioned our, our nonprofit. Uh, it's called Avermore. It's A-V-E-R-M-O-R. Um, and you can look up Avermore.com. Uh, we're really working hard to build virtual fundraisers right now because of COVID, but we still do hope to have our October fundraiser. Um, and there is more information about that, including pictures of our original model and all of the things we've been building. Um, we're also on social media. So if you look up Avermore Group on Facebook or Instagram, uh, we actually post Workshop Wednesdays where we post pictures of things we're building for our events. And it does include a lot of Beetlejuice stuff. So um, definitely check those out. And our uh, fundraiser in October is, uh, is a pop-up bar that uh, has a Beetlejuice theme, and uh, we are calling it Juiced, spelled G-E-U-S-E-D. Nice. And uh, so you can go to juice.com. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. So you can go to juice.com, and, and that's our specific uh, event uh, website that's connected to Abermore as well. So you can see all of those photos there. Yeah, we're really excited to use the things we love to help people. So um, definitely check that out. More details will be coming on that on that site soon awesome awesome well thank you both again it's truly been a pleasure and um if you ever want to come back and talk just more about halloween horror nights in general you're more than welcome anytime um <laughs> anytime <laughs> Once again, I do want to thank our special guests, Tiffany and Daniel, for coming on and talking all about the model that they built for the HHN Beetlejuice House. Incredibly cool to hear more about that craftsmanship and the hard work that goes into something like that. And uh, I can't think of two more deserving people, two diehard superfans who got to work on their dream project. Make sure to check them out over at abermore.com. That's A-B-E-R-M-O-R. Dot com, where you can learn more about their projects. As well, you can also get more information about Juiced, the pop-up experience that's going to be themed to Beetlejuice coming to the Central Florida area very soon. October. Not too far away. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that and jinx uh, everything. But seriously, thank you all so much for listening to this week's Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. And until next time, just remember, fear lives on. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at Neozaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Neozaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.